God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, nothing will make you feel more full of hope and joy than a little show on Netflix called Dahmer. Yeah, we started watching it. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's funny because I watched that and I was like, oh, I need a little real, I need a taste of the real deal. So I watched the Dahmer doc on HBO or wherever it is. And that dude nailed Dahmer. Yeah, he did. Like, I was like, could he be this fucking weird and intense? And sure enough, he was. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer is fascinating. I mean, this is there's no nice way to say this, but he's my favorite serial killer, meaning he's the serial killer I've been most interested in. His crimes are the most interesting to me. And when he got caught, he basically was like, look, I'm a psychopath and uh, I want to help you guys, meaning like the police or the authorities, right? the criminologists. Yeah. He said, I want to help you guys catch people like me. So I'll just tell you whatever you want to know. And so you can find I don't I haven't seen that documentary. What's that documentary called on HBO? It's called Jeffrey Dahmer or okay. something like okay. that. Okay. You can find just all this footage of just him and his dad talking about his childhood. He, you know, he would dissect animals and play with their bones and drink blood from a really young age. And he he just talks really plainly. Like this is why I did it. This is what I was thinking. I didn't want these men to leave. I have this hang up with like people leaving me. So I, you know, wanted to put acid on their brains because I didn't want to kill them because I didn't want he in some ways didn't want them to die. And yet he kept killing them. It's just such a fascinating story. I'm just glad that whole first scene was the one where he got caught right. instead of the one where the guy gets led back to the house by the police. Oh my God. That is one of the worst parts of the Dahmer saga. And that was a kid. I know. It was like a 14-year-old. Yeah, I'm just glad he gets caught right off the bat because it is, it's a very satisfying moment when he gets caught at the end because you're like, well, hopefully the cops aren't dumbasses. Because at first you think maybe they are going to be, but then they're like, oh, no, they catch him. Yeah. So it's cool. Right. I mean, I don't know what it took. <laughs> it took a lot to catch him. That lady kept saying, hey, this guy's apartment smells like dead people. And they're like, eh, don't worry about it. Well, that's what's another fascinating part of it is that it's also the story of, you know, poor black people being ignored. And some people think that he lived in this part of Milwaukee so that he could prey on kind of underserved minorities, poor people. He knew that there would be less urgency from authorities to come looking for him. Yeah. So it's pretty gnarly. And then the kid that they found, and then there, there's also the the homophobia part of it. Where like he would just tell the cops, like, "Oh, this this guy that's screaming down the street, bleeding out of his ass, is just one of my boyfriends, and we're just doing gay stuff." And the cops were kind of so mortified by you know the situation that they were just more likely to just try to be be done with it. All right, let's get your drunk. What it really is is someone he's trying to kill that he's drugged and raped and he's about to eat, he's about to drill a hole in their skull and pour acid in there but he just tells him oh this is my boyfriend we're doing some gay stuff and he's drunk let me take him home and these fucking cops are like okay 
surely this upstanding looking attractive white guy <laughs> isn't up to you know any weird kinky shenanigans um i hate to change the subject because i'm sure people are loving what we're talking about but i do have a new favorite song that i found it's called rattling bones by casey chambers and shane nicholson i'm not sure if we can play it on here without getting um edited so i'm gonna play it and i'm just gonna sing along to it you just gotta imagine like banjo ding ding it ding 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 it ding it ding 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 it ding it ding 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 Nerdy nerds, these are nerds playing a song. I got a nerd hat on and a nerdy guitar. I got a steel nerd guitar and I'm a damn nerd. And I'm hanging out in an old house and making a nerdy video. I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a goddamn Australian fucking nerd. I'm a nerd, 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 nerd. Anyways, that's the new, that's my favorite new song by Casey Chambers and Shane Nicholson. It's called Rattling Bones slash Nerds. I mean, I'm trying to decide if I'd rather hear that again or go hang out in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment with him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, either one's pretty, pretty great. No, it's not even I mean I think it's Casey Chambers most popular song it's got like a million two views on YouTube you know a million views for her is a lot and um it's just her and this guy she's from Australia I just I'm covering one of her songs called The Captain which I love and and then I was like oh let me check out another one of her more recent songs cuz that Captain came out in 99 same year I put out independently released Lonely Land. So I feel like I have a kindred spirit in her, except I was 33 when I put it out and she was 23 when she uh, put it out. So she had, she had, I had 10 years on her. Um, I'm guessing the lyrics aren't really nerd, a bunch of nerd lyrics. No, no, the lyrics are like, I'm getting a bit buried in the dust and the rattling bones. It's just like the most generic song in the world. And the guy's playing like a steel, like a national guitar and a banjo is the, and, and but he's dressed up with, in a cowboy hat. Like he looks like he's in an old time, uh, Western. Um, and, but he's got it and he's got a hairdo that makes him look like, Hey, I'm, I don't give a shit. I got a hairdo. I don't give a shit. I got a hat. I don't give a shit. Everything is like, I don't give a shit. Guess what that guy's doing? Right, giving a fuck. Nerding out. There's just so many things that I know immediately, like our immediate recipes for success that I don't do. Number one, be real sincere. Number two, do four on the floor kick drum. Number three, wear suspenders. Number four, have a Florentine mustache. Number five, wear a monocle. Number six, be really sincere and sing songs about bones and dust. Uh, number seven, never joke about anything. Dude, all of those things... If you do those, you will be very successful. <laughs> I know. Dude, I just did two shows in a row. I did a show in fucking San Francisco where I'm playing in the middle and like three songs in. I'm telling this story and it's a funny story. It's about butt hair and armpit hair and titty hair. And I'm getting into it and I do my thing where I go, nyang, 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 which is me gnawing on some titty hair. 
And that's funny. And people get into it and they like it. And this one lady, it triggered her in some weird way. She's already drunk. She'd already come up and talked to me between the second and third song. I was hating her. I already pegged her as an insane person who was drunk. Right. And you don't want insane people drunk talking to you. But guess what I do? I give people a chance because I'm not a fucking monster, dude. I give people one chance. Am I fucking Thanos? No. You know who I am? The mighty Thor. No, you're not an intergalactic farmer who has decided that a way to solve most of the world's problems is to kill half the world. That's not you. Not now. I mean, my believe me, if I if I was Thanos, it'd be more than half the world. <laughs> there'd be so there'd be a reaping. There'd be a reckoning. It'd be all the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a lot of people, dude. I can't even tell you how many people would die. It would be like Hey, what happened to Bob? He seemed pretty cool at one point until he became Thanos. Then he just started murdering everybody. Also, R-A-P-I-N-G-ing everybody. I was on my uh, other podcast with a guest host, and we were talking about... And these are like two really nice guys. Really good, nice guys. Yeah. And we started talking about if society collapsed, I went straight into how soon it would be before I killed and ate them. Because uh, I would be afraid they were going to kill and eat me. Right, And they were like, no, we would band together. Like We would pool our resources. And I was like, no, but after that, really shortly after that, eventually we would turn on each other. And, and of course, it's, it'd be kill or be killed. And it just dawned on me during that convo how differently we see things. Their take on it was much nicer. Anyway, you and I are more aligned. We, we understand what well, would no, here's Here's those guys. Bless their hearts. Yeah, bless their hearts. Bless they're them. nice guys. They're not as forward thinking or as smart as you and me. We see the full picture. Yeah. We see the whole picture. Unfortunately. We don't see see the rosy colored um, sepia lens. Like, oh, we'll just all get along. We'll just band together and we'll all get along. No. What will happen directly after something like that is a, a hierarchy will be established and if the person at the top is a fucking maniac or a psycho, you're fucked. Because <laughs> that's the way it's been the entire history of the world. Dude, I just went to the, I went to Rome and went to the Vatican. How about that grift? How about that fucking biggest grift of all time? Big time. These, these motherfuckers said, we'll take everything. Oh, everything in the world? In the world. Not everything in Idaho. Everything in the known world? That's ours. Also, We'll do whatever the fuck we want to do, which includes murder. Well, they're, they're like their own nation state, so they're not even beholden to normal laws. So back to you munching on the butt hair and the titty hair at your show. You're saying that this lady got triggered. She gets triggered and she's like, oh, you, you are so annoying. You need to shut up and just play your songs. Ah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And it was, there weren't a lot of people. There was only like 80 or 90 people in this place. So it wasn't like I could just, so I did say something funny, you know, which I did because I'm a pro. Said something funny, made it seem like I didn't care, but I cared, dude. I was scarred. I was PTSD'd. And so now cut to the next day, I'm playing a party that I play every year for these really nice folks out in about an hour outside of Austin. I always have a great time. Everybody's cool. They're partying. 
they're drinking. I'm two songs in and they like, and people that hire me for these gigs as a private gig, they knew who I am. They like to hear me. They like to hear my thoughts come out of my mouth. Like Shaquem O'Neal when he's fucking dribbling the ball down the, <laughs> down the lane. Love Shaquem. Yeah. Dribble, 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 dribble. They like hearing it, but some people don't know who I am. And those people have a hard time with it sometimes. So anyway, so sure enough, I'm two songs in and I'm doing a little in-between song patter and I don't have anything prepared. I'm going off, I'm going off my cuffs as we call it in mm-hmm. the business. Don't even worry about it if you've never heard that because that's deep lingo for the biz. Um, And this lady, oh, you're so frustrating or something like almost identical to this other lady. And I've already been PTSD'd from this lady. And I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? And then it makes me start to question my own sanity. Right. And so I'm like, well, I guess I better just not talk. And then at the end of the show, these people were like, man, that was a great show, but wish you would have talked more. The people that hired me, of course. I'm like, hey, how about that fucking maniac that you put in the front row that was screaming screaming at me after the second song? Take her out. Beat her to death in front of me on the stage. And that tells me, oh, speak more. Let her live. And that means, oh, I guess the status quo is shut the fuck up, monkey, and play us some more songs. Right. Totally reasonable way to interpret all of that, for sure. (laughs) I haven't done this in a long time, but I drank a set second cup of coffee today and i am fucking feeling the effects of the high sun i haven't had coffee in a long time what i haven't it just hasn't occurred to me to drink it wait hold 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 no 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 hold on yeah when you say long time are you saying long time in the last few minutes or are you saying long time in days or weeks it's been months since i've had coffee hold the fuck up you haven't had coffee in months? It and not I'm not even doing a no coffee thing. It just has not occurred to me to drink it. Dude, you used to drink like a pot and a half every day. Yeah. Holy fuck. Isabel, dude. have I'm, I had coffee? I haven't had coffee in months. Yeah, she agrees. It just hasn't occurred to me. Holy shit. How how is that not even how how do we not even change the name of the podcast from I'm okay, you're okay to I'm not drinking coffee anymore? <laughs> I don't know. But here's That's so weird. But here's what I do know about artists, and you're an artist. Is yeah. nine? We're just taking the sample. We're going to use ten. Ten could mean a hundred or a thousand. But nine out of ten people will like what you're doing, and you'll be like, "Yeah, you'll accept the praise." You're like, "Cool, cool." It validates you. It it hits you somewhere. It works. You're like, "Yeah, great." But the one person that doesn't, no matter how reasonable they are or unreasonable they are, that doesn't like you will hit you way harder and you'll think about that way more. I don't know why. I know why. Because artists are, we are a subspecies of humans. We're a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a subspecies. We're it's sub-human? A, what, what's that? What's that called when you're a specialized thing? What's that called? A subset? Maybe it's a subset, but it's uh yeah, it's you're a human being, but you're a specialized human being. Like there are different types of, human beings like the the broadest sense is male and female those are two different types of human beings right um a lot of people think they're the same 
those people are dumb. But yeah, so you have different types of human beings. You have male, female, but in there you also have like homosexuals. That's a genetic type of human being. That's not a choice that you make at some point in your life where you're like, oh, I think I'll start dating men or women or whatever. You don't, you know, it's not a choice. You're right. It's a genetic thing. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. Right. Some people are really smart. Some people are like born geniuses. That's not everybody's that way. But one of the, one of the things, one of the, I like the word subset, subset of human beings is this person who's super hypervigilant, very sensitive to everything in their environment. You needed those people back in the day so they could spot any kind of danger in the environment and protect the group. Now, that's what you and me are. We're artists. So when we're on stage, there could be 10,000 people that love what you do. If there's one single person out of that 10,000 that's not digging what you're doing, it is firing off the alarm bells because that's what you're meant to do. You're meant to find the danger in the lush, dense jungle. You're meant to see the one paw print that tells you, oh, there's a fucking tiger nearby. So yes, of course, if there's one person that's not digging it, you're not going to be comfortable. By the way, this little thunk you're going to hear in a second is the period at the end of that. That's the worst sound effect. You have a good period sounding. That wasn't it, though. No. Let's, let's hear the good one. No, that wasn't good either. No, that was worse. <laughs> that was so shitty. You do like a katunk. All right, let me try this. Let me let me do an actual. Let me see if I can find my shot put. Dude, I cannot find my I can't find my you can't find work, your shot put? I can't find my workout shock put. Huh. <laughs> my workout shock put. Dude, that's the way my brain's With working. With Shaquem O'Neal. <laughs> Shaquem O'Neal and me <laughs> will do a workout shock put routine that'll fucking knock your shocks off. How about Shaquille O'Neal coming out and just fucking breaking my heart? And telling everyone he thinks the earth's flat. I'm like, God damn it, Shaquille. Stop it. Are you talking? No, Shaq thinks the earth's flat. Yeah. Well, he's dumb. I know. And it's just so sad. It's like, stop, dude. Stop being a dummy. He's one of the but greatest bas- top 10 basketball player of all time. Again, man, I'm telling you, all we need to do to stop any flat earth shit is just rename it to flat planet. Because as soon as you call it flat planet, game over. <laughs> Shaquille's not going to go, hey, I'm a flat. I'm, I believe in flat planet. I'm a flat planeter. As, as soon as he heard it, he'd be like, because he's got style. He knows what's up. He'd be like, oh, that's stupid. But flat earth sounds like some Tolkien shit, son. Well, how was Italy, by the way? Did you have fun? Did you frolic in the... Uh... <sighs> There's so much to unpack about Italy. I did, I did uh, write a song, which I'm happy about, called Burger King in Rome. <laughs> okay. And the chorus is, I'm at the Burger King in Rome. It's pretty good. Anyway, I just, I saw, we didn't go to the Burger King while we were in Rome, but right outside of the Vatican, there's a Burger King. And as soon as I saw it, I just started singing, I'm at the Burger King in Rome, which I thought was pretty funny. We did go to the McDonald's in Rome and it was delicious. Yeah. Well, McDonald's is 100% delicious, period. Anyways, that was my wife wanted to go to McDonald's. But I really wanted to go to the Burger King, but we never made it because he had to cross the street. I door dashed McDonald's to my hotel room while watching Dahmer the other night alone mm. for Damn. fun. 
Dude, here's what you were doing. A lot of people would say, what are you doing? And I would answer that with living your best fucking life. Living in the now. Dude, you you were the fucking living Buddha. No past. No past, no future. <laughs> you were living in the goddamn fucking moment. You, all the Buddha does is teach by living in the moment. And you were the greatest teacher <laughs> anywhere on earth. I was a great teacher just, in that moment. Just for a few moments. And like a bunch of dickheads, you weren't fucking taping it on your tape recorder and then busting it out on the internet. No. You know why? Because that's not, the Buddha wouldn't do it. I was just doing it. For whoever just, could see no, into that room, you were you were being the Buddha. You were the living Buddha. Speaking of being a living, congratulations! Buddha, by the way, I want to say thank you to a couple of new patrons. Brian Spots and David have decided to support the show. And Joanna Taylor wrote us a nice email. I want to read it. It's called "Hey Dads." She says, "Hey, I picked up the pod after not tuning in for a while and finished a year's worth of episodes in a few days while cranking away at my boring job. I sit at my desk laughing and get weird looks from the people next to me." I guess I've never tried having a good time. You guys were talking about under 25s a few back. And as a 25er, I get it. But I also get it. Thanks for the giggles. And GFY, much love, Joanna. Also, if you want to give Joanna a treat, you can cut this part out. Make sure when I'm singing that nerd song, just add that Rattling Bones by Casey Chambers underneath. I'll add it. It'll all make sense. Yeah, I'll add it. Uh, Why did you... That's for Joanna. Wait, where's the edit point? Are you coming back to me now? No, I'm just saying Joanna has been enjoying the show and laughing, and she might not laugh as hard listening to the acapella version of Nerd Nerd. Yeah, I wonder if she'll laugh quite as hard. I wonder if she'll laugh as hard as I did. Uh, Brian Lancaster. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Lancaster writes in, and the subject says movie reviews. And he says, I love the movie reviews that you guys do. Thinking about Smokey and the Bandit with Bob as Bandit and Clint as Snowman. He says, I mean, it's no Godfather, but this could be an instant classic. Brian, uh, I haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, I saw it barely, but I'm 50. I'm in my, I mean, some people would say I'm in my 50s, but I would say I'm in my late 30s. <laughs> and by late 30s, I mean, the Vatican finally coughed off the loot. I mean, it's, it was in the 70s. It was great. And, and, and Burt Reynolds was such a superstar. Um, and Sally Field is a great actor. I love but, Sally Field. And Jackie Gleason was still sort of this, like, he was like the cheers of that, of the 70s, you know? Like, people still thought of him as this great comedic actor, but now it's all, you know, it's all bullshit. It's hard to make things that stand up against the test of time. Yeah, it is. Most people make things that are of their time. Well, I mean, Godfather still holds up. I watch it every few years. Oh, yeah. And it's just as good as it's ever been. That came out around the time that Smoking the Bandit came out. Wizard of Oz is a perfect film. That came out in the 40s, and it's still incredible. And Gone with the Wind, great movie. And there's some great movies. Yeah, we could name the timeless classics, but it's, it's just rare. They're rare. Super rare. We just started the uh, the morning show. Pretty good. That's what everybody says. We also I'm finished like, Ted Lasso. Like, have you seen the morning show? Have you seen the morning show? No. It's pretty good. That's what everybody <laughs> says. I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to watch pretty good. But let's talk about Ted Lasso because you hadn't seen it. No, we finished it. We got all the way through it. 
What'd you think? All right. I mean, we enjoyed it. It's fine. And that's one of those shows that no one quit talking about forever. Everyone talked about Ted Lasso forever. And the narrative about it was, oh, but it's so refreshing. It's so different. He's a good guy. He's a guy you root for. And I found all of his sort of dumb youth pastor-y stuff kind of annoying. What it kept me involved is that right under it, and they don't let you see it very much, is a real dark dude with probably a drinking problem. What well, did you see the second season? Yeah. Because all that shit comes out in the second season. Yeah, it kind of starts to. And they, he has to confront a therapist and deal with like his dad and stuff. But like one of my favorite scenes was when Nate, the you know, the little this is in season one, where the sort of quiet guy that you pity a lot comes to his room and he's and Ted Lasso's drunk and he's really mean to him. He like lashes out at him. I'm like, oh, this is okay. I like this a lot better now. Cause it it made that guy more interesting to me. The whole believe jokey pun dad pun thing forever. I was like, there's gotta be more to this guy. And yeah, they let you see it. And that's that's when it gets good to me. Man, it's it's definitely it's my favorite thing. But also the problem with season two though, I think is the same problem as like Jim and Pam getting together is once they all start working together, it loses an edge. When she, when the, the owner of the team was trying to screw him, even though he was a good guy, that was more interesting than when like, now they're all friends, you know? I loved her. I loved how much she changed during the first season from, I just loved the, the arc of her character. And I like how much all these characters, they all kind of change quite a bit. Even Ted Lasso from first season to season two, by the end of season two is uh, almost a completely different character, but it just, the writing is good. The acting is great. It's really funny. It's really moving. The guy who plays the soccer guy, who's just always pissed off. Yes. My favorite character of anybody. Roy. Roy. And, and the, the silent coach who's like a genius and stuff. And, so good dude all of it's so good and even even like the 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 text romance between the owner and the player player, and they don't know that they're that's who they are and then they kind of get together but then they're like this is probably not a good idea yeah like i loved all of it yeah that was all pretty good good. and they're just it's 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 worth saying like they're diet little digestible 30 minute nuggets which is like, it's, it can be kind of nice. I love it. It's so good. But I mean, on the other hand, I love Barry, which is. Oh, yeah. Which is also, which is like a super dark thing. And, and, and I don't know what's going to happen there because, spoiler alert, he got arrested at the end of the season, the newest season. So. Oh, I'm not caught up. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> or you just, no, are you joking around? I'm not, I've only seen two seasons. Is there a third? Yes. Okay, I guess something. I guess he gets arrested at the end of the third one. We'll see yeah, what but, happens. I don't. I don't mind. I, that. I, I don't mean, mind being told that. I mean, the 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 his, his sort of handler or whatever gets killed at the end of the second season, right? I mean, gets shot one, in the head. One of the net results of like binging all these TV shows is I can't. I enjoy them when I burn them down and I'm engaged and care about them. But I don't remember anything that happens in any of these shows. I couldn't even remember how, what happened in the last episode of House of the Dragon, and we watched a new one last night, which was excellent, by the way. Best episode of House of the Dragon so far. Well, it couldn't. I mean, the bar is so low at this point. If they just shat on screen for thirty minutes, it'd be better than any of the ones that have come out so far. Oh, so you have seen it? That's 
That's all it yeah. is. I watched. I, I mean, it started out so horrible. The first 10 minutes of the first episode was so shitty. I was like, am I watching like Mist, the game from 1999? Because I don't want to watch this. Dude, the first fucking episode, half the episode was chicks talking about their feelings. I'm like, is this Game of Thrones or Instagram, motherfucker? Because Game of Thrones, you're fucking your sister, you're killing children, and you're beheading people that don't deserve to be beheaded. You're not talking about your fucking feelings. Shut the fuck up. Do something evil or nice, but shut the fuck up, period. Dude, I'm so glad I had the second cup A Joe. Well, on that note, we're going to have to let everybody go. Thank you for bearing with us last week. Bob was in Italy. I was under the weather, but we're back, baby. Period. We're back and we're jacked. I'm drinking all of whatever your name's coffee is. <laughs> whatever my name's I'm drinking coffee all is. Clean. I'm drinking all of Clint's coffee. Bob's had so much coffee, he forgot what my name was for a second. Dude, that's the way my brain's working. I can't even come up with your name. I'm just the guy out there playing basketball with Shaquem O'Neal, dude. Just me and Shaquem. (laughs) Yep, throwing the shock put around. All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Go support all the stuff. You know what to do. Listen to our other podcasts. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Peace. (laughs) 